What is up, you wonderful, fantastic, beautiful people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell, Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it's going to be March 15th, 2023. This is a special time of the year, you guys. This is Revelation Revamp. If you guys have been on the podcast since 2019, you guys know what time it is. This is when I share with you guys the biggest revelations that I've had year before. So it's going to be the biggest revelations I've had in 2022. I'm going to be sharing with you guys, you know, the biggest insight that I had in January of that year. And the whole point of me sharing this with you guys is to provoke you guys to get your own insights. Let me tell you something really, really quick. One thing I've learned in following God and reading books, I don't know if there's anybody out there who reads a lot of books like I do, is sometimes as human beings, and even myself, I haven't always appreciated my own insight, my own understanding that I've had in my own life. And I think a lot of humans do that, right? We don't appreciate, or sometimes we don't even know the value that we carry. And I remember, looking at my bookshelf, you know, my old house. And I was like, dang, Lord, I need to read more books. I need more insight. I need more understanding. It was like, Ashley, it's already in you. It's already in you. And so the whole point of me sharing this stuff with you guys is for you guys to extract your own insight and understanding from the soil of your life. Because at the end of the day, you are the only individual besides God himself that understands why you tick the way you do, why you've made the decisions you've made, uh, what information that you use in the context of that situation. Um, you're the only one, and you might not be aware of this, but if you get my book, Nuggets of Truth, I will help walk you through that process. Um, establishing your motivations. What are your motives, right? Your motives are your values, okay? And your values, you guys know where your values come from? Check this out. Your values come from the greatest deficits you had when you were growing up as a kid, okay? So, and if you guys get my book, I talk about that in the appendix a little bit. I walk you guys through the process of kind of you know, what, what's the soil of where our values were formed? You guys, I learned all this going through my life coaching course. And then I just kind of applied it to my own life and been able to, you know, come up with my own thing from it. But he laid out the, 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 the process for it. And I share it with you guys in the book where, um, you know, how you can establish your values. It's so important for you to know that, especially in the context of when you're making big decisions in your life. If you know your values and you know what your motivations are, that's what your values are. Those are your motivations. Those are the things you're trying to accomplish you're gonna be able to make better decisions when you're in a situation. And you have you ever been in a situation and you don't know what to do, right? If you know your values and you know what's motivating you, you can get that established, okay? So if you guys get my book, Nuggets of Truth, it's out now, it was released January 4th of this year, you guys. Um, Wisdom app, if you guys, I think my link tree is on there or you can go to my website. It's on the website, you guys, there's a link on there. And uh, you guys can get a hold of the book and walk yourself through this. You guys are the, you know, you guys are the experts of your own life at the end of the day. You and the Holy Spirit together, working as a team, okay? Because God, the the best thing about God being on your team is he knows things you don't know. And did you guys know that that is the thing that the enemy plays on is your ignorance and what you don't know? And so it's really, really important for you to uncover those things you don't know because that's gonna give you understanding. I shared with you guys yesterday in the video that I did, which by, it got like 65 views. I was like, dang, that was some good, that was some content, that was good content. How is it like at the bottom of the feed, right? But sharing with you guys the process. If you want to bear fruit in your life, you have to have understanding. Jesus said it. So, and the best way to get understanding is for you to understand yourself in the context of your life. All right. That's part of having self-control, being aware of certain things. You guys, that is the, that is the beauty of us being human. Animals cannot self-reflect or reason like you can. And God wants to sharpen your reasoning skills. But if you don't know really all the stuff that's shaped your mind and your beliefs and all that kind of stuff, you're gonna you're gonna fall on your face. And let me tell you really quick, do you guys know how your beliefs are formed? This is really simple. Um, I learned this again, going through my life coaching course. 
it, it really did change my life. And that's why I'm so passionate to share this stuff with you guys. Um, but I, I talk about it from the perspective of our, of our relationship with the Lord, right? So anyway, um, your beliefs are formed from the experiences that you've had in life. Meaning that you're, you grew up in a certain environment, you've had a certain experience happen to you more than once, because your beliefs don't, don't just get formed from one incident that happened. There's a repeated experience that you've had. And once that's happened more than once, you start forming meanings around that, right? So this happens, this means this, therefore you have created a belief in your life, okay? So your beliefs are nothing more than the meanings you have attached to the experiences you've had in your life. And you guys, I talk about in the book, Nuggets of Truth too. If you guys get this book, you're never gonna have to sit around and rewatch videos or anything. You're gonna have access to that right here and you'll be able to read it yourself. You're gonna be able to think about this, integrate it, highlight it, write it down, and God will be able to use this information for your life, for your purpose, okay? So you can change your beliefs though. You know, your beliefs can change because they were formed in a certain context, right? And that's, and that's what I'll be sharing with you guys today, okay? Have you guys ever found yourself in a certain emotional state when certain things happen? Let me give you an example. For me, personally, if my if I'm looking at my finances, like my money, like I go to the grocery store and I come out with no cash in my pocket because I just spent it all on eggs, right? You guys, I go through five dozen eggs a week and where I'm at right now, they're about 21 bucks. When I moved here, they were $5 for five dozen. Now they are $21 and some change, okay? And I buy one of those per week. I got nine people in my family, right? So anyway, you go into the store and you spend like 50 bucks. You're like, oh God, right? Money's gone, at least that's my situation. I'm sure you guys can relate, right? And so if my money gets to a certain level, I start to experience anxiety. I'm like, oh crap, what am I gonna do, right? Oh, and I get worried and I get stressed, okay? And last year in January, 2022, it was the same freaking story, you guys. It was, and it was all centered around like me coming up with money for the book contract. I've been home with my kids for 15 years. I haven't had a job, okay? My, I haven't, okay, I'll say this about myself. I have been, I have had a job, a very high calling job, right? Raising people, raising human beings, right? Growing and developing their minds, helping them because they're gonna be adults one day, right? Um, but I have not made my own stream of income, right? That would help me greatly with um, you know, some of the things I wanna do. I homeschool my kids. I'd like to have more experience with them. I would like to you know, be able to do more, okay? Anyway, I've been home and uh, living on one stream of income. Thank you for my husband. He's an awesome provider. And um, you know, uh, when I got this book contract, it was 5,500 bucks. And I had to completely 100% rely on strangers, people, generous people like you guys to get it taken care of. And that was one of the most humbling things I've ever had to do is sit here and basically just like, it almost felt like you're begging for money. Hey, I need help with this, right? Can you guys help me pay for this contract? And you guys did, it took a year, but we got it done. And it wouldn't happen without you guys, seriously. And so um, anyway, I was very stressed about that. I mean, I had thoughts of like, you know what? I'm just gonna go get a job on the weekends and I'll just work on this. But at the same time, me and my husband were talking about this this morning. This is one indicator that you are jumping away from the plans that God has. And that's when you move away from your own peace. Have you guys ever stabbed yourself in the heart with your own words? Seriously? Have you ever known that God wants you to do something like for me? Me being home with my children, I've had peace about it for 15 years. I know that if I was gonna go get a job, that would not be wise for me, right? And um, so I'm right where I need to be. I have peace about it. God will lead you in peace. It's biblical, y'all. However, if you start letting your circumstances judge your expectations and your circumstances, you can find yourself in an emotional state, anxiety, stress, fear, whatever, insert here. And 
you could be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and just go solve this problem myself. Boom. That's leading on your own understanding, right? The beauty about having some self-awareness is you can know when you're in the will of God and when you're moving away from the will of God, you should be able to know these things about yourself. Know thyself, right? You should know like what triggers you, what ticks you, because that's how you're going to protect yourself from getting manipulated, especially by thoughts that the enemy will try to bring in. And, and you know, you know, how could you say you can only be manipulated by what you don't know? So if you're not aware of yourself in this way, you can find yourself biting on to thoughts that have nothing to do with what God wants you to do. But because we're ignorant at times, right? I mean, I talk about this in the book, you guys. Adam and Eve, they're in the garden, right? They've never had any type of evil experience. They don't even know what evil is. They don't even know what pride is. I don't know why everybody thinks Adam and Eve were so prideful. They were children with adult bodies, okay? They didn't have the reasoning skills developed yet, okay? They were, they were, they were learning from God like children do. Children come underneath their parents and they learn from them. They don't know, children are not born how to, how to do everything and how to become adults. It takes, it's a process for us, right? So Adam and Eve are in the garden and the serpent comes to him and says, did God really say you can't eat from any of the trees? Implying that they can't eat from none of them at all, right? God just like totally like cut them off and they're screwed, right? And then, and then Eve goes, wait a minute, no, God didn't say we can't eat from any of them. He just said we can't eat from the tree over there in the center, right? She knew enough to save her own ass, but this is where she, this is where she got screwed. This is where she got manipulated. This is what she didn't know. Oh, you won't die. You're gonna be like God, knowing good from evil. What did Eve and Adam not know at that point? They did not know that they were made in the image of God. Boom, same problem you have today. Same problem I've had. Not knowing that we're already made in the image of God, not already knowing and understanding that God's already our father, right? Because he created us, we're made in his image, okay? Now, obviously God is made because of our sinful nature. I talked, you guys, I talked to you about this last week. Loving your enemies does not mean relationship or it doesn't mean kissing their A. You guys remember me talking about that? God has set certain parameters in place. Hey, if you want to be in a relationship with me, you got to accept these terms and conditions. What are the current, what are the terms and conditions you got to accept if you're going to be in God's family? You got to have a spirit. Makes sense, right? If you want to know the thoughts and the spirit, if you want to know the thoughts of God, you got to have the spirit of God. What's the spirit of God? It's his thoughts, his emotions, and his will. Okay. You have to have that in you. If you want to be able to have greater discernment to what he means when you're reading his word, you can read God's word all you want, but if you don't have the spirit of God, you're going to be a Pharisee. Just saying. You're going to read his word and you're going to interpret it however you want and you're going to beat people over the head with the gospel and you're not going to communicate the heart of god and he's going to say depart from me i never knew you plenty of people back in the day knew the law of god but they could not communicate what god meant because they had not had the holy spirit and jesus didn't send the holy spirit yet however we do know that god still revealed his thoughts to people look at david look at all the other people that heard heard god speak right god comes to us with a thought and if you can't recognize the thoughts of God within you, you're in serious trouble. And my, my heart for daily encouragement is to empower people to come into contact with the thoughts that God has for you in the context of your life. Because at the end of the day, God is only saving your life. He's not saving anybody else's, but God will use your life, but you are fully responsible for your life. And the way that he helps you is giving you his spirit, right? So anyway, back to what you don't know. That's where you get manipulated. Okay, and so this is why it's important for you to become aware of these things about yourself. So January 2020, this was January 17th, 22. I'm gonna read this to you guys really quick. So one of my biggest prayers to God was, teach me how to reprogram myself, Lord. Let my default thinking be of your faithfulness and love towards me. I was, because I recognized 
that I was extremely anxious and stressed out about this contract getting paid off. And I knew God didn't want me in that. I knew he didn't want me being stressed and anxious. But have you ever found yourself being stressed and anxious because it's what you're familiar with? It's what, it's what you've always known? You guys, I grew up, and this is where being aware of your environment and your the people who raised you, you know, this kind of stuff comes into play. I grew up in an environment with two alcoholics, all right? Now, number one, people that are alcoholics, they're very, okay, I'm gonna say they're not completely out of touch with their emotions, but they're so overwhelmed by life, by their emotional state, that they're trying to just like drink it away. I remember right before my stepdad died, he was like, Ashley, I never thought that I would be in this situation. I go, what do you think it was, dad? If you were to look, look back and reflect on what was the biggest thing that was driving your alcoholism, what would it be? And he goes, nobody ever taught me how to deal with stress. And this is, and that, isn't that amazing? Again, does not all go back to the ignorant part, the part we get manipulated on, the what we don't know is where we get screwed. He didn't know how to deal with stress. So he did it in his own understanding and it, it took his butt to the grave, right? A little too soon. My dad, I think he, my stepdad, he was like 50, I think 52. My mom, my, my mom was 46. My uh, stepdad was 52 and I think my stepmom was the same age. All right. And so it's those things we don't know that get in our way. So anyway, asking the Lord, reprogram me. Lord, I'm getting so sick of worrying about money, right? Because I was, I was raised in that. I thought about, I sat there one day and I thought about the different things I heard growing up as a kid. And it was, oh my God, what are we going to do about these bills? My parents were so, I guess you could say, stressed out about money. When I would get a birthday card in the mail from like my grandma, she sent me 20 bucks. It was a freaking, uh, it was a battle. My mom, she's like, give me that money, Ashley. I'm like, mom, this is my money for my birthday. She's like, nope, we need that money. And my mom would get, she would get really hefty with me, man. She'd call me some names. I've been called every freaking name under the sun by my mother, okay? And uh, I just remember being so frustrated with her. And I, you guys, I was like seven years old, eight years old. I was young. And uh, I remember my stepdad, he was way cooler. He'd be like, hey, Ashley, look, I know it's your birthday. He was like, all these, you know, if I get you a candy bar, can I at least use the rest of the money? We really need it, right? We needed milk, we needed bread, and they needed beer and smokes. And if they had beer and smokes, guess what? There was peace in the house, right? Until you run out of that crap. And then they don't know how to deal with their thinking their thinking gets out of control. And isn't that not what screws us? Is we have these certain established modes of thinking in our life and it, like these these lo these loops, these thought patterns we find ourselves on. But here's the thing, the best way to figure out a thought pattern, if, if what it is, is you have to real, you have to start tracking down your emotional state because there's a process that happens, okay? So you have a thought that comes in your mind you have your way you're thinking about that thought. That's like your belief and your filter, which came from these things way back here. But let's keep it simple, okay? A thought comes into your mind, you interpret it, you have a certain emotional state about it, and then you make a decision, okay? Emotions just don't come out of nowhere. You can't, you know what drives me crazy? I hate when people literally think that they can make themselves feel a certain way. No, you cannot. You can only reality check what's going on up here and what you're thinking about and what's got and what, what's got you feeling that certain way. Your feelings are all stemming from your thinking and that is completely biblical. Why do you think God says, take your thoughts captive? The problem that most people have is they haven't taken a step back to understand that or unpack that for themselves. If you wanna find out it's true, test it on yourself, all right? Figure out what emotional state, you know, start paying attention to yourself. What kind of emotional reactions do you have to certain things? And especially the ones that are not serving you, okay? 
if you find this, if, if you're in a certain circumstance, because there's going to be triggers, right? There's going to be triggers. There are going to be circumstances, events, people. Somebody's going to say something and you're going to find yourself getting all nutted up about it. Okay. And it, you have to take a step back instead of reacting, right? Which is just reacting to it. Like, you know, being emotional at that moment, whether saying stuff, you know, because you can, you can say really stupid crap because you're underneath an emotional, you know, thing going on. When I was really stressed about my book contract not being paid off, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to throw daily encouragement in the toilet. I'm tired of this crap. I ripped all my dream boards down back in like 2020. I was like, whatever. I'm just going to throw it away. I, I th I've thrown them away two times. I'm not doing it anymore. I was like, ah, I better stop doing that. But I've done it. You know, I've, I have literally cried myself to sleep, take, taken them off. Like, I'm done. This is not working for me, Lord. I'm sick of this. Nah, 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 nah. And that was because I was so emotionally stressed. Can you guys relate to me in that? Can we just like be real for a minute as Christians and humans? Like, have you ever been stressed out about something and then found yourself kind of venting, right? Like, ugh, right? And you say stuff and then like you kind of, time goes on, you calm down a little bit, you sober up and you're like, dang, whew, that was rough. I really didn't mean that, right? But that's why the Lord tells us to watch our tongue too, right? Because we can set, we can, we can, we can literally set our whole house on fire with our mouth. Right, you can set your whole life on fire, your dreams, your visions, your relationships. Look at women sometimes. And you know, I'll throw myself under the bus, right? Because I'm a woman. But uh, you know, women who um, you know, just sit there and freak out about stuff, you know, in, in certain situations, right? They get very emotional. That why do you think the Bible talks about women in regards? A wise woman can build her house up or she can tear it down. There's a reason why God's taught there's a reason why women are being dressed in that, right? Women are very powerful in that way. We can build our homes we can establish routines we can create life or you can create death all in the power of the tongue all right and i say that because some women can be a little more on the emotional side okay anyway so um what was i saying let's go back to this really quick so default thinking right paying attention to certain habits of emotional states that you find yourself in pertaining to certain things that you heard or circumstances that you're in right and it's usually kind of more the negative side of the equation right the stress the burden the worry, the anxiety, the fear, like any of that kind of stuff, stuff that's putting pressure on you, right? You're like, oh my God, how is this going to work out? What am I going to do about this? No, 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 no. And then your brain is going hundred miles an hour. And usually you want to know what keeps that going is because if you think about it, when you're in that emotional state, you've got all these thoughts that, you know, cause Satan, now he's really hitting you, right? Boom, 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 boom. All these thoughts start hitting your mind. It's like a merry-go-round. You're going a thousand miles an hour. You're going from, you're going from scenario to scenario, A to B disaster all in 30 seconds right so you're that and that's what happens because your mind is thinking about all these different things all at once and that's why we can feel so overwhelmed and that is exactly why we can't pay attention to our emotions at time pay attention to them but we can't make decisions based upon them because sometimes when we're based when we're in that emotional state we can't even understand why the hell we're thinking or, or, or saying the things we are it's not until we kind of get off the backside of that calm down a little bit and be like okay let me really think about this situation. Let me be objective, right? What's the context of this moment, right? Um, are you, uh, what, what would you say, projecting maybe some past expectations you've had because of certain environments you've grown up? Are you projecting that onto the future, right? And that's really what we do when we have anxiety about the future is we really don't want these things back here to happen all over again. But the cool thing about God is he helps us with that. So I want to share some things with you guys really quick because I've only got about 10 minutes left on this podcast. So this is some stuff I wrote out this morning, okay? Because I wanted to, I, I realized that in 2022, in January, for me, it was more about not so much of the revelation, 
as it was about the process of breaking free from the habit. So I just got some questions, okay, that I'm going to be, you know, sharing with you guys or questions and thoughts that you guys should consider if you really want to get serious about breaking free from, you know, these habits of mind that aren't serving you, okay? So for me, like I said, it was being anxious about money, but all that kind of came down to where I'd come from in the past, right? I grew up in that. So it's like, I always have to stop and reality check myself. So I'm gonna walk you guys through this and if anything parallels here from my situation, I'll share it with you. So establish your stronghold. What do you believe and then what does God say? What do I mean by establish your stronghold? Establish the areas in your life that you have uh, put up some safety in your life, right? You've had really crappy things happen or, or things that were stressful to you. And so you built up kind of these coping mechanisms at times, ways of thinking, right? Ways of being and behaving. You might not realize it now, but I'm telling you, God will reveal it to you if you ask him to, all right? And this is why it's important for you to ask God because He's he knows everything. He knows, he knows stuff affecting you that you have no ideas affecting you. You know, I, I used to remember thinking that, you know, cause I didn't grow up with, with a dad in my life, right? I had my stepdad, but he, he didn't really know what the hell he was doing. I was trying to help him at a very young age because he was so emotionally out of it per se. Um, I loved him because he always said, Ashley, you're my daughter. Like he called me his daughter and I loved him for that, but he didn't provide the consistency and the stability that I needed. He was not very stable emotionally. And so I found myself trying to help him at a very young age because I was really just trying to help myself, right? I was trying to have peace. And that it, that's really the essence of codependency. If you guys have any experiences with that is the reason that you are helping other people is because you're trying to make yourself feel better about the situation. Yep, been there, done that, you guys. But I understood these things about myself because I was willing to look back on my life and ask God how my life has impacted me, right? You might not think it has, but you start asking the Lord some questions and oh my God, he's got some insight for you and you better be ready for it, baby. There's a section in the book that I talk about um, grief, faith, what is it? Uh, faith and grief, how they go hand in hand. Faith is an expectation. It's what you're expecting from God. However, if you have not grieved certain things in your life, that will hinder your faith. So you have to be able to accept your losses so you can give yourself a clean slate and you can have a fresh expectation. But if your life is loaded up with all kinds of grievances that you haven't let go of, it's gonna impact your faith. And I talk about that in the book too, you guys. You guys gotta get this book, man, I'm telling you. This is, this is probably a hard book for some because it makes you think. I'm not saying thinking is hard for people. I'm saying that most people wanna just tell me what to do. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not gonna necessarily tell you what to do. I'll give you some questions you can ask yourself. I want you to be confident in your own authority and that's what God wants to. God doesn't want people to be a uh, horse and bridle being told what to do. God wants people walking on their authority. He wants you to be able to use your own mind, your heart, your skills, your talents, everything he's given to you to be able to do that and do it from a place of authenticity. And that cannot happen if people are always giving you the right answer. Children need to be told what to do. Adults can think and execute. You guys get what I'm saying? And you guys, for a long time, I was a spiritual child <laughs> for a long time. And an adult body, I talk about that in the book as well. I'm telling you guys, there's a lot of stories I tell in here, but I do it for the sake of you reflecting on your own story, getting your own insight, understanding. So number one, figure out your stronghold, right? What are your, your strongholds are the places of protection that were formed in any kind of injury that you've had most of the time. They can also be formed even in good, right? But that's a whole nother conversation. We're, we're just gonna focus on the things right now that we are aware of that are mentally draining us, holding us back, you know, got strain on us, pressure. 
And, you know, there's certain things that you went through. Excuse me, you guys. There's certain things that you went through that uh, have formed certain places of safety for you right now, but they're not serving you today because the truth is, if you guys look back at your life, you're probably not where you were when you were growing up as a kid. You're probably not in the same situation. Some adults are. Some 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 literal adults are still living with their parents. Okay, they're like 40 year olds. I don't get that. Anyway, the point is, is more than likely most of you out there are not in the exact same situation that you were in. However, your thinking is still the same. And that's where you need to ask God to help you. Lord, what are my strongholds? Even ask that. If you don't know what they are, ask. Lord, where am I holding myself back? Right? Where have I built walls of protection in my life? Okay? For me, you guys, the wall of protection was money. Right? And that, and it sounds silly because my my stepdad, he wasn't very, um, he is not, how can I say this? My stepdad... He, he didn't have hardly anybody. You guys, we, I was living with my mom. I was homeless. But my biological dad sent my mom 366 bucks a month. That don't seem like a lot of money. But for me as a kid, that brought me some kind of security because I knew, okay, if there's 366 bucks a month going on here, then basically my mom and dad are going to have money for booze and they're going to have a little bit of stuff. And then, I mean, as long as they're kind of like emotionally in their zone, that'll help me have some peace. Okay. So, because I, I think I told you guys that. I've shared this with you before. I asked the Lord a couple years ago. I was like, Lord, why do I rely more on money instead of you? And he showed me growing up as a kid because my stepdad, not my stepdad, my biological dad, he said I was a secret life. I never physically saw him, only a couple times. But every month until I was 18, he paid child support. So I learned to rely on physical things, money in this case, instead of a relationship with a person and relying on somebody's character, okay? Now, how do you guys think that this stronghold of money has affected me and my relationship with God? Two things, right? So we know that God wants to prosper us. Yes, God wants to give his people money. I'm just saying. You might not like that, but it is what it is. However, I knew within myself that I didn't want to accept that from God. If, if that, I was like, Lord, I, I, want to, I need to learn this lesson. I need to, re, I need to learn to rely on character in your character and not physical things, right? And I got another story I could share with you guys about the whole money thing. Cause you know, I, I have a couple reasons as to why. Did you guys know that you can hold yourself back from God blessing you and prospering you, right? And I know prospering isn't just always wealth, okay? I know that and I understand that. I'm just saying that if you want more for your life, right? Lord, you know, I'd love to make more money, Lord. I'd love to have more money for my family. I would love to have money to buy a house. I'd love to have money to do this or that. Whatever it is, it's fine, ask for it. However. You might be holding yourself back from that. You might be holding yourself back from something God wants to give you. But then you have to understand, you know, like I said, this is why it's so important for you to understand the soil of your life. Anyway, I better continue on with these questions, you guys. Number two, how does darkness flee? What is darkness? Darkness is lies. How does it flee? Truth, baby. How do you get truth? Acknowledgement. You guys, let me tell you something right now. I was thinking about this this morning. You don't always have to do something right? Sometimes we think about that, especially in the kingdom of God. You're doing is just acknowledging and accepting, okay? If you really want to be powerful in your relationship with God, you got to acknowledge darkness, acknowledge lies, acknowledge stronghold, acknowledge injuries, acknowledge hurt, acknowledge pain, acknowledge all of that kind of stuff. And then accept what he's come to give you. Love, grace, mercy, truth. If he says, I love you, I'm going to take care of you, I'm going to provide for you. Can you accept that? If you can't accept that, that's a stronghold, <laughs> right? Why have you not learned to accept love? If you've been violated, 
many times growing up. You know, that could be part of it. There's different, insert here. If, if, if that's something you can't accept from God, if you can't accept good from a good God, you got to ask the question, why? Lord, why can't I accept that from you? God will bring memories to your mind. And you're going to, now then, and then he's going to give you insight as to how those memories are impacting you right now. And then he will help you use the same memory that's got you stuck to give you a new perspective on that same situation that'll move you forward. It's really amazing what God does. It'll happen if you allow it. Okay. So that's number two. All right. So turn on the light. How does darkness flee? So again, establish your strongholds, right? You guys, I'm hope, I hope you're tracking with me here. Okay. Number three, how do you feel secure? How did I feel secure? I just told you guys growing up, right? My parents were emotionally unstable. My biological dad sent money every month. That made me feel better. Boom. Right? But I didn't understand any of that until two years ago. You guys, you know, I'm freaking 37 years old. All right. 35 years of my life, I was doing that. Lord help me, right? That's the beauty of, the, of it though. This is how we grow and progress. And this is exactly why you guys have to realize that your character traits, your, your identity has to be in your character and your values and not what you do or people's opinions or your performance because you got to give yourself room to grow and change. All right. So, um, podcast world, guess what? We're going to have to like finish this up, uh, this rest of this, you guys probably I'll have to record like another segment or something. Maybe I'll do that right now. All right, you guys anchor, hold on really quick. I'm going to stop this recording. We're going to start another one. This is going to be like an extra long podcast when you guys hear this. Okay. But I got to finish this. So you guys bear with me. I'm going to stop on anchor and then I'm going to start a new segment. So here we go. Come right back. All right, Anchor, we are back, you guys. So this is like part two of this extended remix conversation. I hope you guys are getting some value out of this. I definitely am getting value out of talking about it. So how do you feel secure? You need to ask yourself that question. I don't know how you feel secure. Only you know and only God knows. If you don't know, ask the one who knows. Again, how do you get manipulated? I just told you guys. Type it in the comments. How do you get manipulated? By what you don't know, right? All right, so number four, who is your father now? What does he say? Okay, what do I mean by that? God says he's your father. He's your heavenly father. However, how many of you are living by the reality of that? How many of you are still living in the reality of your past memories with your mom and dad who brought you into this world? There's nothing wrong with that. It's human nature. That's how... Do you guys know that's how we make wise decisions is looking back? There ain't nothing wrong with that. However, the things that God says about you and the things he wants to do most of the time are 100% completely different than what you were raised in. Why do you think Jesus said? Check this out. You guys remember he was talking about unless you, you know, hate your mother and father and all this kind of stuff. You know how people literally take it to the extreme of like you literally have to hate your mom and dad? No, you don't. You have to, you have to just hate the way they think sometimes doesn't mean you have to hate them as a person, right? Let's, let's give everybody some grace right now and yourself. You have only made decisions based upon the information you've had at a given time. And same thing with your mom and dad. And you guys might have to accept the fact like I did. That was hard. Let me tell you, I cried for a long time and I had a little bit of anger inside of me for a time when I realized how screwed up my parents really were. I was, I, I went through a season of anger. You know, when you go through a grief process, you know how they have those five stages, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was definitely pissed. Because I'm like, you guys suck. And the suckier part was they're dead, so I couldn't even tell them to their face. 
right? So I had to go through that with God. I had to, I, I had to release all that frustration, that anger with him and just, and cried out. I, I cried. I definitely cried, you guys, uh, for, I don't know, I, I would say probably at least a good couple weeks, you know, just kind of grieving that situation. Again, why do you have to grieve though? You have to grieve so you can have faith and you can have a new expectation. You can have a relationship with God. He'll tell you to have faith, but guess what? Your real life is coming into your relationship with God. All right. And you got to learn how to make your real life and your, and, and your life with him marry each other. Very important. Okay. So who is your father now? He's your father. So check this out. You get raised by a mommy and daddy. You know, they do their best to give you whatever you need to survive. You grow up, you come out of that situation with certain perspectives, mindsets, you know, even physically look out, look like your mom, dad, whatever. I actually look a, real, a lot like my biological dad. I'll have to show you guys a picture of my mom and dad sometimes so you guys can see and you guys can like do a vote anyway. Um, but uh, so now you get born to the kingdom of heaven. How do you get born to the kingdom of heaven? You ask for the Holy Spirit. God gives you a spirit. Now he says you're, he's your father. God is going to lead you through many experiences. I, I talked to you guys about this in my book. I'm telling you, you guys got to get my book, man. Nuggets of truth. When you're growing up, and I learned a lot of this from a lot of books I read, and I have a whole freaking reference in the back, a bibliography of books that I read that if you guys get on it and you're serious about transforming your life, read those books too. Read my book and then read all those books that I read and give yourself some more insight and understanding. So you, you, you're born, your mom and dad are in your life, and as they show up for you, your mom does, right? Remember I, I talked to you guys about emotional constancy? It was in a boundaries book I read from Dr. Henry Cloud. Okay. So your, your mom, your mom, your dad are consistent. Usually it's moms because moms are with the kids a lot, especially if you're nursing your baby. Okay. Um, the mom is consistent for you. She shows up. So it's supposed to build this love inside of you. So when your mom physically walks out of the room, you're not sitting there freaking out. Same thing in your relationship with God. You're born into the kingdom of heaven, right? God is going to show up for you. Boom, 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 boom. You guys ever pray to God when you first start seeking him? And it's just like, you're, it's like, boom, boom, God's showing up. You're like, holy crap, dude. God's answering all these prayers and you're on fire and you're excited. You know what that's supposed to do for you? That's supposed to build up enough love inside of you, just like happens when we're growing up as kids, right? It's the same process. There's parallels. There's spiritual and physical parallels. I talk about that in my book. All right. So God is your father now. He says he's your father. He's going to take you on these experiences, but you got to internalize them. But sometimes people don't do that, right? Because they can get through a situation and they're like, dude, where are you at, God? Well, wait a minute. Where did that come from? Where did our distrust come from naturally, right? It didn't come from God. It came from things happened back here. Real life experience you've had with other human beings. They are the cause of the fall, not God, right? So we have to be able to clean our lenses at that point and, and take a step back. So God is your father. He's gonna give you experiences. Those experiences are supposed to be used to internalize the love that he has for you and you have for him. You go on this journey. I talk about how you grow up in Christ and mature in the book. You guys gotta get this book, I'm telling you. So. He's your father now, and what does he say? Here's the other thing too that happens. God's your father, you start living by his words. How many of you though are living by the words that you heard when you were growing up? You're an idiot, you're stupid, you're fat. You guys, you know what my mom used to call me? She's called me a slut and a bitch. I mean, I know that sounds super vulgar, but it is what it is, it's real life. She called me a cunt. Isn't that like, isn't that supposed to be like the worst word you could ever call a woman, right? My mom called it to me. My mom called me every name under the sun, right? I told you, she wasn't always nice, okay? And I understand, looking back on that as an adult, I get it. My mom went through a lot of really crappy stuff, okay? 
And uh, so I have a lot of grace. I have a lot of grace. I have a lot of grace for people, honestly, because I understand that we do stupid stuff and we do it out of ignorance a lot of times. All right. So I get it because I do it too. <laughs> but anyway, so who is your father now? What does God say? You're supposed to be living by his words, but it's really hard to live by God's words if your programming is getting in the way. This is why I'm telling you, you guys, you've got to know yourself in this way. So what does God say? Right. He tells us, do not fret. Now, this was all pertaining to me in the context of worrying about my life. You know, the very thing that I read in Matthew 6, when I, you know, start following the Lord, it'll be 17 years this August. But I think I was like 19 or 20 or something like that when I first started following the Lord again. Like I got baptized when I was 10. I wanted to follow Jesus since I was like five, but that's a whole nother story. Anyway, so, you know, he said, don't worry about your life. You'll eat, drink or wear. When I heard that, I was like, what? Lord, I didn't even know. Anybody grow up worrying about their life, what they were going to eat, drink, or wear? I know the hell I did. I, you guys, I lived on TANF, food stamps, food bank, powdered milk. God, I hate powdered milk. It sucks. I hate margarine, and I really hate grape jelly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think of some other stuff that I ate growing up as a kid that was just like, was a... Um, a symbol that you were in poverty per se. Now I'm looking back on it, I was grateful, but dang, it was rough sometimes, it sucked. You know, living in a van down by the river, sleeping on a really, a couch. My mom had this van in the back of it. There, there was no seats in the back. There was like the, you know, her seat and the captain's chairs. And then we had a couch in the back and I slept on the couch. And then my mom took the hide to bed mattress out of it and put it outside and slept by the campfire at night, right? And so, and you guys, I wasn't homeless my whole life. It was only like a couple, I'm gonna say a couple years, you know, on and off, you know, a few months at a time. It just depended on who my mom was with, but that's another conversation, right? I didn't have any stability in my life. And you guys can see, hopefully see why at times, you know, I remember I was talking to my husband about this the other day. Um, when you are remembering that God's gonna help you and care for you, it's really important for you to realize also how he feels about you. God loves me. He cares about me. I had to remind myself of that because I remember one time when I was talking to the Lord about all this stuff in my life, it was like I had an image of myself. Like I was just a little kid sitting. It was like underneath a street light all by myself, right? I never learned to rely on another person to care for me, right? I've had to learn that over the years. I've had to learn that from God. I've had to, I learned that from my husband, right? Relying on his character. That's a whole nother story. God has used my own family to change my life my husband, my relationship, you know, my kids, God will, God wants to use the relationships in your life to reparent you. Okay. He wants to show you those deficits that you have in your life right now. He wants to help you with that, but let's move on here. What does he say? Go through. This is why you got to read his word. You got to say, this is what God says. I don't have to worry about my life. And then if you're not accepting that, that right there, that's where the rubber meets the road in Christianity. That is where God can change your beliefs. That is where he can help you see how your experiences have shaped the meanings you've attached to certain things. All right, so if you are struggling to accept the word of God, it's because your beliefs, what is that, living in the flesh? Did you know living in the flesh, the only thing that means is power in opposition to the spirit? That's it, very simple concept. Okay, what does that mean? Power in opposition to the spirit. Power means, and I learned this from reading Darren Greatly. I think it was Darren Greatly. You guys, the books are in the back of the book that I, that I created for you guys. But she learned the definition, oh, I think it was uh, Gifts of Imperfection by um, uh, Brene Brown. And she talked about, Martin Luther King said, power just means 
the ability to affect change. And I was like, I love that definition. It's not a great definition. Power is the ability to affect change. So if your flesh is power in opposition to the spirit, you have your, you have your way of wanting to affect change in your life, right? And sometimes it's not what God wants. You might think getting out of your peace that you have with God is going to solve your problems. Like me, you know, God's girl, I'll just go get a freaking job, man. I got to get some money for this thing. I was like, I got to get this contract paid off. I am not the most patient person at times. I like to take care of things and get them done now. I face things head on. I'm a problem solver. That is fantastic quality I have. However, whew, it can also be my kryptonite. All right. I don't always, I'm not always on God's timeline. Okay. And I've had to learn how to do that over these last few years. All right, I know this about myself. Why? Because in my mind, if I don't solve this problem, I'm gonna have these problems I had growing up as a kid and I sure the hell don't wanna go through that again, right? So it's like, there's certain traits that we grow in our environments that are very great for us, right? Resilience, man, that's a good thing to have. However, now that if you're in different situations, God's my father now, I'm coming underneath his leadership, his voice. I'm not living with my parents anymore. I've gotta submit my spirit to him. So again, flesh power in opposition to the spirit. Your ability to affect change is in opposition to God's thoughts, will, and emotions. I talked about that in the very beginning of the video, okay? So let's continue on. Who is your father? What does he say? Read his word. If you read it, you don't want to accept it. It's really, really important that you highlight that area in your life, okay? That's the area where you're going to get the most insight. It's going to change your life, you guys. It's not comfortable, but that is where you get those aha moments. That's God's grace in action right there. Grace isn't just, God, okay, Grace is God's unmerited favor towards you. Yes, that is the textbook definition. However, how do you experience it? You experience it by God giving you a new perspective on situations and things that are happening with you that got you in the gutter, right? Lord, this is what you say. I can't accept that. Do you want to accept it? Do you want to accept God's love for you? Do you want to accept that he cares about you? Do you want to accept that he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope in the future? There's a lot of good things. He's a good God. He only knows good. That's his character. That's his nature. That will never change. However, we got to change, right? I mean, and that's okay because we don't know the things God knows. We were created ignorant on purpose because ultimately, you guys, we were created to come underneath the knowledge of God. Doesn't always happen. Some of you weren't raised in the knowledge of God. I talk about that in the book too. Man, this is a lot of plugs for the book today, y'all. Y'all better get the book, okay? All right, so let's go to number five because I just, you know, I could, I could keep this thing going for a long time. Number five, establish your childhood with God. Ooh, what does that mean? I just established my childhood with you guys. I shared you all the stuff I went through with my mom and dad, but what about all the stuff you've been through with God? That's important. I want you to take like an inventory on your childhood with God. Take a step back and think about, okay, when did I invite him into my life? What has he done for me? Who has he been for me? What, you know, what prayers has he answered? How has he shown up in my life, right? How has God been consistent and faithful and patient and loving and graceful and insert here all the good things God is? I want you to take a step back and, and figure those things out for yourself. That is supposed to be your new reference point that you use as you move forward in life. Our tendency when we are making decisions is to fall back on the things that we grew up, you know, experiences we've had like with our mom and dad, right? Or with other people or with real life in itself, right? But now things are supposed to be a little bit different. Not to say that you don't use those things. All of the stuff you, I just talked to you guys about, there is a wealth of wisdom and insight in there and it's needed for real life because guess what? We live in this world. You have to contend with the knowledge of evil and you got to know how to use, make your life serve you in that way. Okay. However, if there's any strongholds, 
those things can get in the way of you moving forward. So it's important that you kind of understand you have to be able to live at peace with yourself. All right, no more division kind of stuff, right? Where you're at war with yourself because of you know who you are. Okay, cool, so does Jesus Christ. That's why he died for you. Come on now, let's, let's accept that. That takes time, but once you learn to kind of live within your own self, bring all your stuff to the table with God, and then he kind of helps you go through it and unpack stuff. Man, so much baggage is gonna be released from you. You're gonna have a lot of insight and understanding to give to people, a lot of insight from the soil of your own life. There are people out there who've gone through things you've gone through. They need the insight that you have that God wants to give you if you allow yourself to go through the process. But now that he is your father establishing your childhood with God, it's like, you know what? God's my father now. What experiences have I had with him? Your experience with God is supposed to form your expectation. Okay? It's really important that you wrap, that, wrap your head around that. So take some time to figure that, that side out. Don't just dwell, you know, know both sides, where you came from and who, who God has been to you because that is supposed to be your new lens that you look through, right? Because now that's how we move and we have our being, we go from faith to faith, right? Expectation to expectation. God is gonna put desires in your heart. He's gonna heal you. He's gonna, you know, you're gonna, you are gonna be able to unleash your purpose on this world, right? And you guys, I always say your purpose is really to unleash the grace of God upon the world. We, that's how we like, can all corporately you know, reflect what Jesus Christ did, but it's all gonna look different for everybody. I don't have the same grace in my life as you have on yours. I don't know all the shame holes God's pulled you out of. I don't know your story, but you know your story. You know where you were. Everyone has all these different backgrounds, but God and God's grace affects everybody differently. That's why you got to know your role in the body of Christ. And I'm giving you guys, I believe, I'm giving you a lot of tools to do that, okay? And so it's really important that you, you know, get on board, right? Get on board with what God wants to do in your life. Get on board with walking in your authority, being comfortable in your own skin, with your story, where you've been, what God's done in your life. Maybe you're just starting out on this thing. Cool. This is great. This is even better. You guys, you know how long it's taken me to figure this crap out? And I'm just giving you all this wealth of wisdom and insight and information. You can use it now in the very beginning. Oh my God, you guys are going to be rocking the kingdom of heaven, okay? Anyway. Oh, and last thing. Forming new expectations because of your new experience of being with him. Ultimately, that's what God wants to do. And, you know, I talk about that in the book. I talk about how, you know, how does faith, how how do you, um, you know, grief? What is it? Hold on. Let me look at the, let me look at the table of contents really fast, you guys. So I think it's, okay, belief, okay, grief and belief, the formula for faith, and I talked to you guys about that. I'm telling you, you guys got to get this book. It's going to help you on a lot of things. And then there was another one I was looking at this morning, and I really wish I would have highlighted it. Let me see if I highlighted it in the table of contents. Okay, faith and belief, go, oh, faith and belief go hand in hand, okay? So there's a couple chapters in this book that talk about how grief is supposed to be effective in helping you build your faith. And then uh, the other one I just said, which I totally just forgot because my brain is on fire right now. This is just part of my personality. People don't like that I talk fast, but I'm so passionate about what I talk about. I have to get it all out, right? So faith and belief go hand in hand. So faith and belief go hand in hand. That's day 38. If you guys have the devotional and then the other one is day nine, uh, grief and belief, the formula for faith. So I give you the formula for faith, how to build your faith, right? The formula to have faith. And then I tell you how faith and belief go hand in hand, how your beliefs impact your faith. Doesn't that sound like an awesome book? Like for real, you guys, I'm telling you, I've, I've literally poured my heart and soul into that. And guess what? The cool thing is this is volume one. There's volume two, three, and four that'll be coming. I'm writing another book right now, you guys. It's um, basically about my, my spiritual background, things I went through, you know, um, how God helped me on a lot of stuff. And, you know, so that'll be kind of a different way 
but uh, I, I, I'm hoping to have that done. It's going to take me some time. I think I'm on page 28. I've got 28 pages done. I can, and I'm only able to work on it once a week, just like this book. But that's okay. I'm really hoping that Nuggets of Truth is going to give you guys a lot of stuff to chew on. You guys got the podcast, you got videos, and then another book will be released. And then you guys can, you know, use that. But number one, this is really important. This is foundational. This book has appendixes in here talking about how to establish your identity in your character. It talks about how to establish your values. This is stuff that you're going to take with you lifelong. And this is stuff you're always going to want to go back to. Like when I'm rereading my own book right now and I'm like, dude, this is so good. This has encouraged me so much. And so, um, so let me go back over the list really quick, you guys. And then we're going to get off here. So if you want to break free from habits of mind, all right, you, like reprogram yourself. Number one, establish your strongholds. Okay. We talked about that. Number two, how does darkness flee? Okay. Turn on the light, turn on the truth in this situation, acknowledge your darkness, acknowledge it, it through acknowledging the darkness. That's truth. It's kind of like you turn the light on, boom, you acknowledge it. Oh, light just came on. Bam. Number three, how do you feel secure? How do you feel secure? That'll kind of help you go back and understanding your strongholds, right? If, and here's the other, here's the other, I guess you could say indicator that the stronghold isn't serving you is your strongholds should never separate you from God. God is a stronghold. A stronghold is just a place of safety and refuge. You're going to hide yourself in God and you should. However, if you find yourself hiding from God, that's another conversation, right? Remember Adam did that? Remember he was hiding from God and uh, God approached him and goes, Hey man, where'd you go? And he goes, what did Adam say? He was like, man, I heard you and I was naked. So I hid. God was like, what? Who told you you were naked? Adam thought he was hiding because he was naked. Did you ever think that you had a problem for one reason and it had nothing to do with what you thought it was? Adam's problem was not he was naked. Adam's problem was he heeded someone's knowledge outside of the knowledge of God. And that every single time you heed thoughts that are not from God. Thoughts of God, whether the ones he's put in the Bible and the revelation God gives you of his thoughts. That's why you need a spirit told you guys before we already went through that you need God's spirit to understand the thoughts that God has to understand what he means by what he said did you know that you can hear what somebody says but you don't always know what they mean how many of you have had communication problems in your closest relationships raise your hand oh lord I've been married me and my husband been together 22 years next month yes we have had many times where he has said one thing and I thought he meant another and here we are button heads oh lord okay it all stems from that. It's because we don't know what a person means. If you want to know what God means, ask him. How do I ask God? Go get by yourself. If you got the spirit of God, yet talk. Lord, I know you're here. You say you are. Um, I've got some uh, stuff I need to talk to you about, Lord. And then you talk to him. And then you pay attention to the thoughts that come into your mind that are giving you peace and insight and understanding. Because that's what God does. He gives peace, understanding, wisdom, insight. Those are the things that will give you the ability to receive all the good that God has for you. But if you don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, you are not going to get the good that God has because you can reject it because of everything we just talked about. All right. So how do you feel secure? Number four, who is your father? <laughs> Luke, I am your father. <laughs> who is your father? Seriously, God is your father now. Get that established. Uh, Take inventory of the experiences you've had with God, things he's done for you, and start making that your new reference point. But if you're still struggling, we talked about that. Acknowledge it. 
talk to God about it. Acknowledge your unbelief. Acknowledge your darkness. Acknowledge your, all the stuff that you know is getting in the way. Acknowledge how your own beliefs and even your beliefs about God, Lord, you could ask him, Lord, do I have any beliefs in my life that were formed outside of my relationship with you and any beliefs I have right now that are suffocating my relationship with you? And it takes a lot of courage to ask that question, but if you want freedom, the truth will set you free. The truth is a paradox. It's a refiner's fire. Oh, dang, that's, oh man, that was hot. And it'll set you free. Dang, I'm so glad I did that. That was the best freaking decision I ever made in my life. Peace, like a river, boom, burdens lifted, right? All right, establish your childhood with God. We kind of talked about that and then forming new expectations because your new experience of being with him. And so if you guys can do all this stuff I just said, it'll change your life. This is why you need my book in your life because I walk you guys through this. You know, you can listen to the podcast again. Good thing I got on a podcast. Holy moly, this podcast is going to be a long one. However, it'll be a good one and you guys will just have to listen to it in parts. So anyway, you guys, thanks for being on here today. Anchor, you guys are awesome. Everyone listen to the podcast. Please leave me a review. If you listen on iTunes or anything else out there in the world, leave a review. If you have bought the book, if you bought the book on Amazon, please leave me a review on Amazon. I have one on there right now. Reviews help, you guys. Um, I submitted a paper to get my book physically, the physical copy in Books A Million. You guys, that would be a game changer. If I can do that, I could go down to Books A Million and I could do book signings. I wonder if I could get Books A Million in one physical location could I get it in different multiple locations? And then I could just like go to Books A Million in like different towns and just go meet you guys there and be like, hey, meet me at Books A Million and I'll, you know, I'll meet you guys in person. Maybe I could do something like that. I don't know. But um, so yeah, I'm trying to get the physical copy in Books A Million. You can buy it online. You can buy my book online at Walmart, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books A Million. But my book is not in physical copies right now at certain stores because it, you know, it's like self-published. Like nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows what's, what's going on, but Number one, if you guys see value, if you're reading it and you see value in it, please share it on your social media. Sorry about that, you guys. Leave a review on Amazon um, and just let people know that, you know, it's impacting you, you know, good or bad, right? Some people might not, you know, they might read it. It might be too much for them. You know, I've ran into people like that and that's okay. This book is not for, <sighs> this is not for the weak of heart. This book is for people who are really ready to get down to the nitty gritty of their life. And so if you're really ready to walk in your authority and get some insight, you got to be willing to ask yourself some tough questions. And if you're, if you don't like that, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I really hope and pray that God will give you the grace you need and the love. And maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you just need to accept that from him so you can move forward because that's how you grow and progress. You guys know how you make change in your life? It's through understanding. So if you get some understanding in your life, oh my God, your life is going to change so much. Get some insight in your life. Understand why you do what you do and then move forward in the plans that God has for you. We are supposed to be growing and maturing. And that's the cool thing. Like make growing and developing one of your character traits. Make it something that you stand upon. So that way, when you become aware of areas of your life, where you're like, dude, I really dropped the ball there, dude. Oh, that was not good. It's all right. You're growing and developing. Claim that, you guys, on the back of this book, really quick. I'm going to show this to you, and then I got to get off here. I still got five minutes. See, I could I could talk for so long about this stuff, you guys. So, in Nuggets of Truth, in the very back of it, we've got this sweet appendix I created, okay? And in, I can't remember what day it was. I just did this the other day. It was like, in the very, somewhere in the beginning of the book. Let me see if I can find it, because there might be somebody on here who's already reading it, and they haven't gotten there yet, and I'm trying to like, lead you guys on this path. 
So I think it's, you know, establishing who you are. And I'm trying to remember what chapter that is. You guys bear with me. Um, oh, I think it's embrace who you are. Day 57. Okay, let me see if that's it. Day 57. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, day 56. Embrace who you are. Let me see. I think this is it. Let me go to the back. Hold on. There's so many pages, too. This book has so much stuff. All right, yeah. Go to Appendix B. Circle the qualities that resonate with you. So this is on page 59. So Appendix B, right? It's got these list of character traits. I want you to highlight the ones that resonate with you. So, you know, authentic, brave, bright, capable, caring, cheerful, clean, clear-headed, compassionate, confident, considerate, cooperative, courageous. I'm, I highlighted all mine. And when I got done doing it, I literally said to myself, I was like, wow, Ashley, you're like a badass. I felt really good. Why? Because I recognize my character. And if you guys can highlight your own character, oh my gosh, you guys are going to like, you're going to have some confidence in yourself. You need to acknowledge the character that God has forged in you. Everybody has character. We got good character traits. We got some bad ones. It's okay. That's why you need God's grace. Let me tell you right now, you would, we would have more good character traits within us if we were not so dang ignorant. Again, how do we get manipulated? Ignorance, not knowing. Have you ever intended to do good, but then had disastrous consequences? It happens. All right. But as you get some insight and understanding, you actually have the ability to transform your life by the grace of God. He gives you all the ingredients you need to change. He gives you insight and understanding. He gives you love and grace and truth and kindness and all those things. And so, you know, he's the one who gives you the ability. And, uh, you know, that's how we reflect who he is. We don't become Jesus Christ. We don't put ourselves on a cross per se, but you become like him in character. Christ had character. Okay. He had good qualities and you can demonstrate your likeness in him by extracting the qualities that you have. So take some time and go through that. Highlight them, write it down, take a picture <laughs> and remember it. Okay. So anyway, you guys want to get off this podcast. You guys, this is going to be an hour one, but uh, I, I think it'll be a good one. So you guys, thank you for all your support. Leave a review and uh, I will talk to you guys next time.